Hello and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, school, work, and other things that we deal with on an everyday basis. On this podcast, topics such as faith and lifestyle will be covered and discussed. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. Today we're going to be talking about the story of Easter and of Jesus' resurrection and how things can turn from a betrayal into blessings. I personally, for the longest time, really underestimated the reality of what Jesus went through, you know, up on the cross and his journey to the cross. Now, I will include an article about the extent, but just be wary that it is very, very graphic, but it is showing the reality of what he went through for us. You know, he was whipped, the nails were put in strategic places to make what was already a painful process so much more painful. You know, they said that the crucifixion was one of the most painful and excruciating kinds of executions. He was hit, stripped of his clothes, and he was spit on, which the article concluded was the most disrespectful thing to do back in the day. You know, the cross was extremely heavy and imagine having to carry something after already being so exhausted and sleep deprived. He had a crown of thorns that was placed on his head. He was also mocked and cursed at and made fun of. It was said that he was offered an anesthetic to try to numb some of the pain, but he refused and he knew he would be offered this, but he knew from the beginning that he would not take it, meaning that he took the full force of all of his pain. And we can see this in Mark 15, 23. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Hours of this limitless pain, cycles of twisting cramps and intermittent partial asphyxiation eventually led to another type of pain. He begins to experience a deep crushing pain in the chest as the pericardium slowly fills with serum and begins to compress the heart. This quote, again, comes from the article above, which I will, of course, have linked down below in the show notes. So we see not only did he experience the most painful kind of death, but he did it knowing and realizing that many of us would not even accept him for what he did. Many would still mock him to this day. Many would still choose to not have a relationship with him. So he did this for people he knew would never love him like there's the reality that so many people he died for to save them from you know a life of filled with sin and you know being a slave to their sin and feeling like their sin is their identity and feeling like there's no hope he still died for us he still died he it did not change his mind you know and so many of us would not do half of this for even let's say like our enemy you know we wouldn't take the worst kind of pain we would give up we would stop it we would fight it but he held on he did everything he took all of the pain he did not take you know any kind of anesthetic to help numb the pain he took the full force for people who were not even born yet who did not even exist who you know there was a chance that they would not accept him before we even sinned for the very first time his blood had already completely covered us and saved But, you know, it's also important to talk about the betrayal that Jesus experienced. You know, Jesus was betrayed in a multitude of ways. The first was by the very people he was coming to save. The Roman governor at the time, Pilate, actually did not want to crucify Jesus. He found no reason or means for him to be guilty 
and deserving to be crucified. But he did so to keep the peace with the people. Now, many people say, oh, this certain group of people, you know, killed Jesus. How could they? But it's very important for us to kind of have a reality check to say, we are the same people that put Jesus up on that cross. When we choose to rebel, when we choose to freely sin, we are the same people that are, you know, putting him back up on that cross. You know, we have all sinned and fallen short. So we can't place the blame on them. Just like, I know, and I know it's very jokingly because I've done the same before, where people will blame, you know, Adam and Eve, specifically Eve for sin, you know. But you have to think, if any one of us were in their shoes, we would have done the same. You know, we are humans. We are so quick to sin. It's, you know, we can't place the blame on any group of people because we ourselves individually do the exact same thing. You know, he died because of our sins for those that were alive at the time, but also for us, you know, some 2000 years later. You know, Jesus performed many miracles and provided so much wisdom to those that were around him. And yet the people he came to save ended up betraying him because they thought he was committing blasphemy. Matthew 26, 55. At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit in teaching in the temple and you didn't arrest me. Matthew 27, 22 through 23. Pilate asked them, what should I do then with Jesus who is called Christ? They all answered, crucify him. Then he said, why? What has he done wrong? But they kept shouting all the more, crucify him. Second betrayal we're going to talk about today comes from his own disciples, those that said that they would drop everything and follow him. As we know, his own disciples betrayed Jesus. Judas betrayed Jesus by kissing him on the cheek, thus an indicator which revealed his identity for a payment. You know, he beforehand decided, I'm going to meet up with these people, tell them I'm going to reveal Jesus's identity, thus fulfilling the prophecy of him being betrayed, all for some money. And I don't remember how much, but you know, just for some money. And a lot of people think this is connected to just our natural instinct to be greedy and to get more, you know, even if it means betraying those that we love and those that we care for. Peter also in a manner, you know, betrayed Jesus. And Jesus had told him beforehand, before the roaster crows, you have already denied me three times. Peter pleaded and stated like, I would never betray you, Jesus. But right then he denied Jesus for the third time as the rooster crowed. But the thing is, Jesus already knew that Judas would betray him and that Peter would deny him. And yet this did not change his love for them. And it's the exact same with us. Like he knows all of the wrong we are going to do. Up on that cross, he knew all the sins we would commit. And yet he stayed on that cross because we all know he could have gotten himself down. He could have freed himself. The angels would have been on his side. And yet he knew what he had to do because his love was greater than all of our sin. It covered every single sin of us, of the people before us, and the people after us. And many of the other disciples fled after Jesus was captured. You know, after seeing Christ be crucified, imagine the state of mind that they must have been in. You know, seeing Jesus turn water into wine, feed 5,000 and many more, and so many other miracles. And yet his death kind of startled them and made their faith diminish a bit. And again, it's so easy to say like, oh, how could they abandon them? How could Peter deny him? How could Judas betray him? But that's what so many of us still do to this day. Matthew 26, 47 through 49. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, suddenly arrived. A large mob with swords and clubs 
was with him from the chiefs, priests, and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign. The one I kiss, he's the one. Arrest him. So immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. John 18, 26-27 One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Peter denied it again. Immediately, a rooster crowed. You know, instead of this story ending with betrayal, confusion, and loss, God turned this humongous betrayal from so many people into a blessing for us. Even though we are the ones that put Jesus up on that cross, we receive the greatest blessing known to man. Jesus removed the penalty of sin. Instead of being cut off from God now, now we have the ability to spend the rest of eternity with him and have a proper relationship with him. People used to have to sacrifice animals for all of their sins. Now we just have to genuinely ask God to forgive us of our sins and we are forgiven. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice who took the punishment for the world and yet we are still winning in the end because of what he has done for us. And now even though it started off with so much betrayal, so much pain, and so much loss, it is the greatest victory for us. You know, he took all of our sins and put them on his back, took our punishment. And yet again, we are still victorious in the end. He has promised us victories. He has promised that he can break the shackles of sin. So it is just such a good reminder. And again, happy belated Easter and Resurrection Day. I think it's so important to reflect on everything that Jesus has done for us. Even though it is graphic, I do recommend people read it if you feel like you can because it puts it into so much perspective of like exactly what he went through for us because his love for us was so, so great. And you know, in the end, God worked everything out for our good. Even though there's a chance we might not accept him, he still plants this amazing opportunity for us. So I hope this is helpful. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you all had a great and fantastic Easter and Resurrection weekend. If you like this episode and want to share it on Instagram, be sure to tag me at Joyful Heart. If you like the podcast, it would mean a lot to share with a friend or to leave a review. And I'll have the show notes of all the Bible verses and the article that I quoted and mentioned in the description. I hope you all have a great rest of your day and a very blessed week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and at joyfulheart.com for blog posts. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye!